They can't see us. You know why? Greetings and salutations. We are your number one allegedly comic book news source. We are the Capeless Crusaders. That was a solid start. I was scared. Once again, your host for this episode, the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. And I'm going to send it over to my co-hosts. First, the Warrior Maiden. Hey, this is Amy. <laughs> you can find me at Robot on the brain social media platforms and off into the nicer of the larger containment units that he currently resides in for his work. Uh, well, I'm not in, a, not in a cubicle farm, so that's a... <laughs> thankfully, thankfully. Anyway, uh, this is... Super Manderson, Ooh, a.k.a. Super. Son of Mander. <laughs> yes, Love coming it. coming to you from one of the still mostly free counties in the state. <laughs> so, Are you not on I the like list? I like how I said Warrior Maiden, and Amy was like, hi. <laughs> she she hi. had a look of surprise on her face and then dove in. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we are once again uh, joined, not joined, by our fearless leader, Dr. David Barry, still on daddy duty, because now he's realizing the fun of having two children, not just mm-hmm. one. Uh, we have chatted. He is exhausted, but he's doing fine otherwise. <laughs> so uh, much love sent out to the doctor, the long-haired one. Yeah, our, our hair-to-head ratio is really low right now compared to what it normally is. It is. Well, I mean... Amy's holding us up. Yeah. I'm, I I got it down like... it. There we go. It hey. goes. And wow, that was really not attractive because I tucked my chin under and I had like a triple chin. <laughs> and y'all were so polite and adorable. But I feel very Princess Leia, Return of the Jedi right now with the way my hair is falling. That, this politely. is all great information. This is all approved by all of us. There's just my dog's outside. That's as close as I get to an Ewok at this junction. <laughs> this is the longest I've had my hair. And all it is is a weird Jose Canseco 80s thing where he had the bill of hair coming That's out the back. Right. And it's I, it's annoying the hell out of me. So I could never you, do a David Barry hairstyle, even if my genetics allowed me to. Because this, this, no, annoys me. No, I'm already got to comb my hair back. Those of you who remember Jose Canseco looked like in the 80s, that's what my hair is doing right now. So I'll give you an idea. It's, just, it's not quite a mullet, but it's, it's, it's so, getting there. It's getting there. Thanks, You're, Anderson. Thanks a lot. Yep. <laughs> it, you, you know, you still look... Sexy in my eyes. Hey, thank you, man. Aww. Thank you. Hey, I had a quick question for you, Steve's. What's that? Uh, what? Who? Who's bringing this episode to us? Oh, look at you with the segues. Because I was just about to bring up the script because I can't always remember it. Well, let me tell you, Manderson. This episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd on Nation, powered by Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. The it's Nerd on Nation. In the same room. <laughs> yes, we just look at each other. The Nerd on Nation allows us to be the best we can be. As a member of the Nerd on Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always yes. popping, bonus episodes. It's pretty, cool. it's pretty cool. And so much more. You can check it out at nerdon.io slash Patreon. Patreon. That was good. You nice. were late on that one. <laughs> well, I had... Hit the points there as Josh is shaking his head back at the production studio. Mm. Um, mighty Josh. <laughs> mighty, mighty Josh. Mighty Josh. Uh, 
Amy Manderson, how are you all feeling right now since we're back under round two of, you know, COVID-19? Mandy, do you want to go with that from your not cubicle farm? Oh, Jose Canseco showed up on my screen. Oh. And Josh, as those of you listening at home, Josh has uh, put up a picture of Jose Canseco in his prime back in the 80s. Thank Look you, at Josh. that athletics. Get it, A's. Get it. Uh, you know, I'm not. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. We're going to get through this. Um, I think. I, you know, I've been holding off on on ordering the Winter Soldier mask from Captain America Winter Soldier <laughs> movie. Oh, yes. But I think I might do it now. Oh, that's time. You got to get that. Oh, yeah. So, because the, there's, there's a pretty good looking uh, cosplay one that's like just around 25 bucks. It's not like the authentic, but it looks mm-hmm. pretty close. So oh, it boy. might be time. Yeah, it's time to get that. You need to lock and, that one uh, down. If if any of you know anybody who can make a mechanical arm, I'm also going to have my arm amputated nice. and just go full into it. So if you Devotion got somebody, to the character. Devotion to the character. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Amy knows somebody, it yes. seems. Yes, Amy. You. <laughs> I know somebody that's local that actually has a great presence on YouTube as well. Odin makes. Odin is fantastic. I actually got to meet him. Known at- for amputating arms? No, for for designing and creating props. Um, I believe the last one oh, he did uh-oh. was the Manticore nice. sword from Onward, but he has done Cap Shield in varying forms of broken nice. and not broken, as well as uh, the hammer and like I'll I'll shoot you guys his YouTube stuff because Odin is fantastic and he's local. He's super duper nice. So yeah. So he can make me a, a metal arm that doesn't require my arm to be actually cut off. You'd probably have to do one of those ones where you either put your arm like down to the side and pretend like it's not there. Pull the or... Arnold in Terminator 2 when you had to have okay. the arm on the side and have the fake broken arm. On. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We can do it. Manderson, if, if you do that, I'm going to reenact being Tony in Civil War and we can do the cool thing where I disarm the gun and hold the gun and, and you know, that part. Yeah. Oh, no? okay. I not was thinking part? the end when you blow my arm off. Well, I mean, eventually we get there. <laughs> oh, we're doing the whole movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Awesome. To have off. <laughs> anyway, well, what, what about what about you guys? How are you uh because you guys are in counties that are more locked down than mine. So like when I say it's gonna be fine, I'm like, well, I can go to the gym tomorrow where if you wanted to, you guys cannot. Mm, so which county are you like, in? I'm in El Dorado. Like um, there's El- there's definitely the a possibility that it we get more closed down at some point, but mm. Uh, with the exception of South Lake Tahoe, we've been pretty good about uh, everything to keep our numbers very low. So, nice. uh, which is nice. Anyway, so like, yeah, how are you guys one, handling it? No, no. Well, a lot of streaming. Well, <laughs> a lot well. of streaming television. Uh, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of yeah. streaming stuff. A lot of, uh, a lot of. Backyard, chilling. <laughs> backyard As you can tell, enjoyment. I need to clean clean my windows. I have a oh. very large backyard. There you go. Nice, nice. I've, hey, uh, I have since you're since you're stuck uh, and you need to stream something, you should uh, you should stream this movie called uh, The Turbo Kid. 
Oh, you know what? I should. You should definitely check it out. I hear it's It's fantastic. Yeah, 2015 Canadian Mm -hmm. independent. uh, Score done by Lee Matos, my new favorite group. Michael Ironsides is the bad guy in it. It's it's post real random reference. Hmm. Like dirt biking. I hear (laughs) it's a great way. Michael Ironsides makes such a good bad guy. Oh yeah. You know what else you can do when you're on lockdown? Is read some comics. (gasps) Oh, I can. And you know what? Let's hit that moment that ties into that. And that's where we go around the horn. You know what? I don't, I haven't seen Bo and Luke Duke because they can't really drive their car anymore. <laughs> uh, news reference, the, the flag. Of, anyway, whatever. Around, around the horn job. is <laughs> where we go around the table discussing the comics we've read. Now, we no longer have a circular table because... We never and had actually a circular table. And we're all in different places. And we're so. all in different places. We're on a, a, a digital table right now. So we'll just bounce back and forth as to who has read what. I will say first, I have read nothing, comic book-wise. I apologize. I've been reading literary books. I know. Oh. Horrible. Books. They count. No, they I count. I have a thing coming up that I'm going to be a part of, and Im reading up that on uh, some Tanasi Coates and some James Baldwin. So that'll give you a hint as to what the topic is. So I'm reading up on that stuff right now. So I wasn't able to do any comic reading, but I promise for our next episode, I will have comics under my belt, including one that I think if it comes out, it's going to be probably heartbreaking and amazing regarding our favorite heroes in a half shell. Turtle um, power. There's an angle they're taking that is going to break some hearts, but we'll talk about that next time if it is going to be out by that time. So, Skipping me and going off to Amy, what have you read? Nothing. Awesome. I'm great what I brought this topic that? up. <laughs> so, so I, I, I'm, I'm I being transparent. I can feel the disappointment camera being turned on and David's not even here. And he's turning his hands, holding the, his baby. the flares of the nostril mm-hmm. and the, the eyebrows with the, oh yeah. <sighs> the well, hair is rising slightly out of anger. It's bigger. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so I have been, of course, reading more book books lately, as well as doing some audio books, um, simply because I haven't been able to go down and visit, um, my, mine and our home away from home, uh, Empire's Comics Vault located 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet. It does no longer virtual hugs or air hugs and high fives. The pugs are still around. There are new operating hours right now just due to COVID. Also, considering that Sacramento County is going back into kind of a uh, shutdown, lockdown type of jam. I don't know what that looks like for the shop as a whole. Um, So I know Ben really does appreciate the support when he gets it. And he's also um, up for an Eisner, which we will talk about a little bit later towards the main portion of our show. Um, so I haven't been able to go down and get anything new, even though there's been new stuff that I've wanted to pick up really bad. Um, so I've actually been reading Matilda nice. um, by Roald Dahl. And then uh, we're doing the audiobook as well. So the little kids, can, so my littlest crusader can listen to it. And it's read by Kate Winslet, which is hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Because her trench bowl is very like you can see her face when you're listening to it, which is great. <laughs> And then um, I've also been preparing because in two, well, by the time of this recording, it will be out. But on uh, July 15th, the audio dramatization of uh, DC's The Sandman will be released. And uh, I'm so excited. 
yeah, I can't help it. I mean, I have that. And then I was also doing um, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, which is a Neil Gaiman book. Um, so I've been reading that. And then I also have plans to purchase the Audible because Mr. Neil Gaiman reads it to you. And he is so luscious. Oh, he's got a great vocal. In, in vocals, he is so luscious. But Manderson. You just reminded me, actually. Sorry, Manderson, real quick. I'm also listening to an audiobook at the moment. I forgot to mention. Uh, Devolution De- uh, De- by Max Brooks, who has written Ooh. comics, the son of Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft, yeah. the man who wrote World War Z, the novel, and the sur- zombie survival guide, both the book and the graphic novel for that. He also did uh, The Hellfighter, The Harlem Hellfighters. That was, another, that was a comic he did. He wrote a book called Devolution, just came out in June, a firsthand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. So he wrote a Bigfoot book done in the horror genre. So I got the audio book on that. Yeah, I know. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it does. I'm on chapter five and Mount Rainier in, in Washington has just erupted. And I believe this eruption is what causes there, there's like this secluded town where it's like you're living in the woods, but it's all very high tech. So people get to enjoy the benefit of being away from suburban life or from the big cities, but get to keep their technology and solar and computers and iPhones and all that. So it's a little vacation spot for them. Well, Rainier erupts. And what I believe is going to happen is there will be accounts of a Sasquatch massacre that occurs. So leave it to Max Brooks to uh, give us another way of being... Another character to be scared of out in the woods. Bigfoot is no longer the happy guy. Just walk in the background now. You got to be scared. of. I love Max Brooks. I think he's a genius. If you ever listen to any podcast he's been interviewed on, the guy just has, he, he does speeches in front of like military students and talks to them about the future of warfare, uh, the future of terrorism, things we need to be aware of that we aren't aware of. Like he, like he plots out all these things where military guys are even like, oh yeah, we never thought of that. Let's not start writing that. So if Max Brooks is thinking this up, the guy, the guy's brilliant in my opinion. So I'm enjoying that audiobook. So hopefully by next episode I'll have it done, let you know how great of a book it is. Sorry, oh, Manderson. Yeah, I uh have read comics. Oh uh, so They're saving uh, grace it's a comic book show. Manderson right there. <laughs> yeah. Um well I when the, the shutdown the the first time happened. Uh, I just started diving into all of my trades, uh, things that I haven't read in a while, or stuff that I bought and just never read because it's like, I'll get to it. I'm buying it because I want to read it. it, Or it was one of those things like, it's so good, you have to own it. Um, And I've been ordering stuff from Ben, having it shipped out. And I've driven down there a few times since he's opened back up uh, to pick up other stuff. So anyway, all that to say, I finished the... Uh, new 52 Wonder Woman run. So all nine volumes of that. Nice. Um, and I, I I like, I think the first six volumes I like better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they change authors. And it's not bad. It's just, it it's a different feel. Um, but I, I understand the connection between the new 52 and Rebirth and like why they did what they do um, and some of the stuff that they referenced that I didn't get before. Um, but after that, um, I picked up, uh, I have volumes one through seven of Tom King's Batman run, which I've been reading, yeah. uh, from the beginning. Um, but I have some guys that I work with here that I've been like loaning one trade and like kind of rotates through the office. And then we kind of talk about it. Um, 
so I've been reading that, and uh, I'm through. Uh, I just finished the the War of Jokes and Riddles, and I'm in the oh. and just just finished. Actually, I just finished Volume Six, which is right after that. They go to, um, I can't remember the name of the, like uh, Kadar or something like that, which is a, a nation that is nobody can go into. Superheroes are not allowed, um, and Batman and Catwoman go in to find Talia al Ghul, who is harboring uh, a fugitive uh, named Holly, who killed 273 people, but Catwoman took the blame. So they go and like get her and try to convince her. They don't force her, convince her to come back and take the blame so that they can live happily ever after. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the highlight of that story is uh, when... Talia shows up and she's like, detective, do you have a sword? He says, no, you should get a sword. And he says, no. And then he, he, she attacks him, um, stabs him in the back and then turns to Catwoman. Do you have a sword? No, you should get one. And then she turns to a guy (laughs) that they'd fought and, and and defeated and pulls a sword out of like, out of him and says, okay, I got one. (laughs) And they start, they start fighting and kind of like talking about, uh, like, well, she's Talia's asking Catwoman, "Why do you think you're worthy? Are you his equal?" And then she, Catwoman go, starts going on, "Like, have you met him? He's like broken. He, there's, there's nobody that he's going to be good enough for just because of how he's broken he is. But I'm also broken, and so we're perfect for each other." And then that makes sense. Selena defeats Talia, and uh, then goes to talk to Holly, and Talia crawls over to Bruce and says. So that's the one you want to marry, huh? Yep. I like her. And then that's kind of like the end of the end of the story. It's it was it's it's a really good issue in that whole story arc that uh I remember reading and when I saw I'm like, oh that's this that's this trade. Got super pumped. Um and then it, it jumps to there's a two two issue story arc, so four issues total called Super Friends, two of them focus on Superman, two of them focus on Wonder Woman. So the Superman one is there. And I think one of my favorite panels, when it first came out, I took a screenshot and I sent it to the Crusader chat. Um, and it's back and forth, Clark and Bruce talking about the other person. Like, his parents were killed. He should be this, he should not be as good as he is, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's a better man than I am. And then Bruce is like, he lost his whole planet. He could destroy us, but he chooses not to and actually decides to help and serve us. He's a better man than I am. And then mm-hmm. like, these, the... They're, uh, Clark and Lois are in a, an elevator and the door is open and they look over and Selena and Bruce are coming out of an elevator that they like climbed up the shaft of and they look at each other like, oh, okay, here we are. And it was like, <laughs> so like that, that one trade is probably my favorite Very out of the whole, yeah, the out of the, out out of the whole, together. yeah, the whole story arc, just like that Selena versus Talia fight and then the, the Bruce and Clark relationship. Um, is so good. Um, it's if if you haven't, those of you listening, if you have not read Tom King's run on Batman, whether you're a Batman fan or not, uh, it has consistently been the one book when it comes out. It doesn't matter what is in my queue to read. It is the first thing I read when it comes out, and I'm like, I'm a Superman guy more than oh, Batman. Man. I will I will read 
Batman before I pick up Superman. And <laughs> I mean, and Bendis is and Bendis is writing Superman, so Superman is really great too. But this has been, it has been so good. And I think Tom King's done with it now, and James Tinian the fourth just started on it. He's doing some good stuff too. But Tom King's run, uh, so good. If you haven't picked it up, go find it. Digital copies. Writer. Uh, you can get it on Comixology. What's our URL for that? Uh, nerdon.io slash Comixology? I believe so, yes. We're going to hope so. I believe so as well. Yes. We're getting a nod. We'll getting a nod. <laughs> the producer says yes. Yes. Anyway, um, so go pick it up there. Uh, find your local comic book shop. If you're in the Sacramento area, call Empire's Comics Vault. Order it from Ben. He will ship it to you. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, order just order like a bunch of them at once, and you got plenty to read there. So, and um, comics are keep going. Sorry, no, no. As it comics are slowly starting, DC seems like they're in full swing. They're shipping their own stuff, so I've been keeping up with that. Marvel's slowly ramping up. I'm waiting for my next issue of Captain America, which is about a month out right now. So nice. <laughs> Tom King, he's currently. I think he's switching now. Isn't he going to start writing? New Gods with Ava DuVernay. They're still doing that, aren't they? Checking now. Yeah, because the, the, the last news I heard is that DC had chosen Ava DuVernay and Tom King to write the screenplay for New Gods. I hadn't heard any changes, but I think that yes, team up right there that was is phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I think Ava DuVernay is a filmmaking genius. I think Tom King's comic book writing since The Sheriff of Babylon have been so outstanding. Good. Um so the, those two being those two working together will be epic, in my opinion. I like her. I actually have her as a pop as well. I have her, Patty, and Guillermo, and Guillermo as pops. Oh, and Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. Thirteenth, uh, and when they see us, currently on Netflix. If you guys have not seen those, they are worth your time. Ava is. I, I can't speak enough praises about Ava DuVernay. So, hey, Amy. What's up? Hi. You brought up a blurb of news regarding a friend of ours named Ben. Yeah. Where are we doing the beep, 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 Oh, yeah. Sorry. You uh, do all that. Guess thingy. what, guys? We have news. <laughs> Traffic over the 405 looking clear this evening in Southern <laughs> California. Traffic on Highway 99 looks like shit. Back to you, Bill. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accurate, I think. I mean, for 99 that's about, anyway. That's about uh, right. And now our reporter on the scene, Amy, what news do you have? Hey, oh, <laughs> you guys. Um, of course, it is, if you are part of the con convention community, you have known that this year sucked a big old honking wang doodle of a wang doodle. Um, every, pretty much. that's a good thing. I don't know what you're talking about. When it comes to people who their small businesses are creatives that rely on the convention community um, to make their livelihood, um, this year has sucked. Not yeah. in the great, the great fun way. Yeah, um, she's right. So particularly this uh, this week, actually, the as we are dropping, it is one. It'll be the Wednesday night. Usually, it's um, not preview night, but. I have to look at a calendar because usually Wednesday is preview night for basically it's San Diego Comic-Con, guys. San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con is Woo! supposed to be happening. You know, the big thing that happens in San Diego. You know what it is. The the millions and millions of dollars that come in into San Diego that say, guess, 
millions and millions. Mm-hmm. Sorry, if Barry was here, you get that. It's a rock thing. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine. I only I'm watching Dark Side of the Ring on Vice, and I've only finished my first Fine. episode. So it's it was Miss Fine. Elizabeth and Macho Man. I'm learning. Which I was you scared. Are. You are. Thank you. Continue. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, thank you. So Comic-Con 21 or 2021, um, was supposed to be happening from July 22nd to the 25th. And, uh, since it has not, we can't happen and attend in person. Comic-Con has actually decided to go ahead and do Comic-Con at home, which means Manderson, it's your yeah. first at home Comic-Con. It's your first Comic-Con. I could, I could do Comic-Con this year. You could do San Diego. <laughs> The one thing I've always wanted to do but never did because there's just way too many people for me. It's it's a lot of people. Now I can do it. If you you want to really get the feel, hold your laptop and walk around the house. So it's like you're walking through everything. Oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) You could. I mean, that's not a bad idea at all. Put some art up on the wall. Oh, it's Artist Alley. That way you get tired. You feel like you've actually been walking all day and looking at stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My, yeah, it is, it is an experience to behold when you are able to actually do it. Um, but the magic and the splendor of a revamped Comic-Con for this pandemic is going to be happening with uh, San Diego Comic-Con International at home. Um, But specifically, this also means that during Comic-Con, they announce awards for the comic book community. So we have the Eisner Awards, the Icon Awards, the Inkpot Awards, the Finger Awards, the Manning Awards, hey, and then the Eisner, the Will Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Awards, which are 2020, and we are very, very happy to say that 2020, one of the nominees is none other than Ben Schwartz at Empire's Comics Vault, yes. our home away from home. Yes, so this ben. is I know, I'm so excited. I freaked out. Um, there's usually about a list of 21 people um, that are voted on by the community. Um, that make it to this is the semifinalist. So he's a semifinalist. We'll find out the finalist um, actually awesome. this Friday. So Friday, July 17th is when we find out if he's made it um, to the finalists. And then the week of Comic-Con, they announce the winner. Um, it is a great, great honor. It's a way of um, it's acknowledging the importance that comic retailers play in the industry, nurturing the relationship between creators and the readers. And then it provides... Um, shows that the comic book retailers and comic book shops provide the vital link in getting work from the creators and publishers to the public. Um, it also talks about how they connect. It's They do an outstanding job of supporting comic art medium, both in the industry at large and in their local community. Um, so they are actually recommended and nominated by people in the community, which says something about Sacramento was like, hey, Ben, you go. So awesome. I'm really excited. Awesome. I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, and can we still vote? Can we still vote for him like right now? Can we do that? Now it's it actually goes to the their panel that does it. Um, Damn it! Yeah, it's not. If it was a popularity contest, we'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> new usernames, new user IDs, new computer. <laughs> Keep tippy tip 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 tip. But as Manderson exclaimed it, he's like, hey, Empire's Comics Vault is on the San Diego website. So yeah. that's awesome, Ben Schwartz. Congratulations, sir. Definitely. Hopefully I'll be like, hey, Ben, we we shouted you out. So um, also, since I said this is San Diego Comic-Con at home, which means all of the great um, the great programming that usually is available in the varying halls will now be available to you online, which means we're going to have YouTube. Um, Some of it will be depending upon what the 
different panels are. We'll be showing on um, their Facebook sites, Twitter. Um, and so lots of information will be passed around. There still will be Comic-Con exclusives as Funko has released quite a few, including <laughs> one one uh, Batman arch nemesis that I sent <laughs> to Steve's and he just made a face at me for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they are definitely opportunities for people to, um, this is going to sound funny, but be in your under underpants and what, and be in the same virtual room as Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Um, if you so choose. <laughs> so if what? you so choose. All right. So I know. Ben, you're not- <laughs> what can I say? Except you're welcome. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He he went there. Um mm-hmm. so Manderson, I know this is going to be your first Comic-Con and I think you've quickly perusaled some of the programming. Um I don't know. I'm making broad broad brush brush assumptions and it might be all just slander and hearsay, but was there anything you saw that perhaps you liked in the um the programming? Uh I'm actually perusing through the exhibit hall section right now, which I think is awesome. They still have that up and they have a map that's titled Comic-Con at home, nice. but there's still like a map of all the different exhibits and that kind of stuff that would, that are going to be a part of it. Um, which I, it's, it, that's to me, one of those things like you didn't have to do that, but it still gives you that, like I'm going to a con feel Cause you have that map, you have like, booth numbers and all that kind of stuff yep. still here. So it's not like they're they're not phoning it in. They're still like putting in the effort to make it the best con that they can make it, um, even though they don't necessarily have the ability to do everything they would normally do. So I think that's really cool. Um, I actually haven't clicked on the programming until just right now, so I apologize for letting you down. No, but, it's uh, actually... I will peruse that and I yes. will spiel if you if you'd like to perusal some more. I will spiel um, <laughs> because that is I'm always the one of the best parts about a con is being able to go artist alley or any of the the vendors. Um, they have been actively for the last couple of weeks mentioning when pre orders and pre sales were going up for different vendors. NECA's gone out. Funko always is like a hot mess, and they've gone out. Um, what a workshop. I know that uh, Entertainment Earth, Factory Ent, um, and a lot of other a lot of other guys as well. Um, I believe her name is, oh, I can't remember her name, but she makes all these really great nerd dresses. I think it's like El Hoff something. And I cannot remember. And I know if Caitlin hears this, she's going to kill me because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but those are... <laughs> Um, definitely some of the places and the creatives that I'm going to be supporting myself because this is, like I said, one of the the biggins where they make most of their money. And since the pandemic's happened, they've taken a really big hit. Um, yeah. So I want to keep supporting creatives. And it looks like Manderson's already found the first one that I was oh. going to bring up for him, but I guess he's going to freak out. So Mandy, what was the first programming that you just, you, there was excla- there was more than <laughs> yeah, one. There's exclamation there points, there's caps lock and word there. Yeah. I tried to cap lock the whole thing, but freaking autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on Thursday at, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., there is a Star Trek universe uh, virtual panel. Where no man has uh, gone before. 
it uh, is going to be talking about the, the current uh, shows that are going. So Star Trek Discovery, which will be entering its third season. Uh, Star Trek um, Picard, which is getting a second season. Which is fan- that show is fantastic. <laughs> if you don't like Star Trek, you will love this show. It's good. Uh, it is exactly what I want it to be. Anyway, um, and then there'll be... Uh, they're going to be talking with the crews of Star Trek um, Lower Decks and Star Trek, I believe it's called um, Boldly, not Boldly Go. Uh, I thought it was Boldly Go. Star- Boldly Go was a comic. Is uh, the comic book, that's all. why I mess up. Uh, and uh, I think, shoot, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it's basically, it's going to be Anson Mount is coming back as uh, Captain Pike. Um, and the Enterprise before uh, Kirk takes it over. And I'm psyched about that. Because like for Star Trek fans, yeah, you love Kirk and Spock and Picard and the other characters. But the Enterprise is the character that you come into Star Trek for. And so to have a Star Trek show that has an Enterprise in it again, I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, but the, the, the Star Trek... Uh, Lower Decks is going to be uh, like a 30-minute animated series. It's going to be kind of like a comedy, kind of in the same vein as the um, uh, there was a space comedy. I cannot remember what it's called right now. Was Seth MacFarlane? Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I know what Orville. you're talking about. The Orville. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there it is. It's going to be. I think it's going to be similar uh, to that, except for it's not going to focus on like one ship. It's just like what happens on the night shift out these random places that you never see on the starship enterprise or whatever. So, uh, anyway, uh, that'll be definitely, um, on my adding click, add to my schedule done. There. When are they going <gasps> to add a uh, star Trek janitorial crew? Is that happening soon? No. Uh, you know, you should pitch that idea. I will back you up 100% as a star Trek fan. I'm the overnight janitors on the star Let's, Trek enterprise. Yeah. Let's do it. He's in we, it to could, win could it. We, Who didn't flush? Who didn't can flush? We work, can we work on a pilot for that? Yeah, we'll do, work on that. Like yeah. a 30-minute 30, a 30 comedy? Yeah. We'll get uh, that we'll, going? We'll name them uh, Jeff and um, Sam, and that'll be yeah. the characters. Yeah. Perfectly on like Star Trek names. Which exactly, yeah. That, that's, that genre of Star Trek, yeah. That's why you got the janitorial crew. You I'm have in, yeah. regular names. It doesn't match. I love it. <laughs> So Thursday actually does seem to be holding most of the the gimmies, especially for me too. I haven't had an opportunity to take a look at everything because I get caught up. Just like Manderson was like, Star Trek, Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> well, one o'clock on Thursday, we do have a look inside Marvel's 616 on Disney+. Plus. Now, if you are aware of what 616 is, let's see if, do do we know Mr. The, Steves? What's 616? The Sound of the Beast? Is? No, that's not it. <laughs> no. <Okay>. Close. <laughs> Uh, Robert Denny Jr.'s hotel room number? I don't remember. It could be. So it's in reference to Earth 616, which oh. is... <laughs> Did you seriously miss that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Continue. So Earth 616 is the primary continuity in which most Marvel comics, uh, they take place. Duh. And so... It's going to be a really way, uh, a really, a really way. A really a great really way, way, you guys. It's really way. Um, so it's exploring Marvel's rich legacy of stories, characters, and creative creators existing within the world outside of your window. 
So it's a documentary mm. helmed by unique filmmakers exploring the intersection of storytelling, pop culture, and fandom within the Marvel Universe. That's awesome. Um, so if you've had the opportunity to kind of watch some of the documentary series on um, Disney+, Plus, they've been such a great inside look. They're really well shot. They're really well directed. So I'm really excited to kind of see how that one works. And then literally at one o'clock, so I'm going to have to be like recording stuff or bouncing back and forth, I swear. We've also got <laughs> Amazon Prime, who's actually releasing something called Utopia, which is a twisted eight episode thriller about a group of young comic fans who discover the conspiracy in a graphic novel is real and embark Ooh. on a high stakes adventure to save humanity from the end of the world. Join writer and executive producer Jillian Flynn from and Gone Nice. Girl and series Love star. Her. John Cusack. Okay. Rain Rain Wilson. <laughs> Sasha Lane. Ashley, uh, Le, I think it's Lathorpe. Um, Dan Bird from Cougar Town. Desmond Borge. Um, Javon Wana Walton from Euphoria. And Jessica Roth from Happy Death Day. For a QA moderated by Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly's Christian, and I can't pronounce his last name. But that's going to be all thrown up on there so you can stream it straight up. But it is a... An eight, like an eight mini. So it's essentially it's a limited, and I'm excited about that one. And then, so Flynn is Lord, is she she's producing? Is she writing this or just producing it? Writer say. and executive producer. So she wrote it too. Nice because I I read Gone Girl. That book was fantastic, and that movie was 95 percent of the book. I've read I read uh, Dark Dark Places, which was made into a movie with Charlize Theron, which is also good, and Sharp Objects, which was made into an HBO series. And I've loved her books and her everything that's been adapted from her books. She's had a hand in the making of them. So, and I've enjoyed all of them. So she's a fantastic writer. That's that's awesome. And then we've got, of course, at one o'clock as well. So this has always been the bane of ever going to a convention. You have to pick or you send people in your party to go to different to different panels to listen. There is a His Dark Materials virtual panel and Q&A. So if you've been able to watch His Dark... Is he going to be yeah. there? Uh, well, I, I mean... Um, Adapting Philip Pullman's award-winning trilogy of the same name, which is considered a modern masterpiece of imaginative fiction, HBO and BBC's His Dark Materials concludes its debut season, concluded its debut season in December. Join executive producers Jane Tranter and Jack Thorne, as well as cast members Daphne King, a.k.a. Little X-23, Ruth Wilson, Mrs. Coulter, Iron, uh, I cannot pronounce Lord Boreal's actual name, Amir Wilson, Andrew Scott, and... <laughs> And Manuel Miranda in a virtual panel discussion about the hit drama series, which there will be moderated is. by by an award-winning journalist, Stacey Wilson Hunt. So, yes, um, that's gonna be a hot mess. And if that one doesn't crash automatically, awesome. I have I have right. no it's just gonna explode. Um, so we've definitely <laughs> got like lots of things. Literally one o'clock right now, and I'm just taking a look for Thursday, literally has like tw easily twelve. <laughs> 12 different things that are going on. There's a one o'clock Wonder Woman superstars of paranormal. Um, once a woman of the paranormal unite in the soup, this powerful panel presented by Travel Channel. We've got ooh, another whoa, one. Whoa, called, whoa, whoa, that, whoa, that's up my alley. But the paranormal what? Oh, the women of paranormal unite in this powerful panel presented by Travel Channel. Join some of the biggest female stars from Channel Channel Channel. Blah, blah, blah multiple hit series as they share what it means to be a fearless female force in the paranormal industry. Panelists include paranormal those, yeah. investigators and researchers, Amy Bruni from Kindred Spirits, 
and Katrina Weidman, Portals of Hell, Paranormal Explorer, Chelsea Layden, Destination Fear, and Psychic Medium, Cindy Kaza, The Holter Files. Fans will be inspired by the stories and get firsthand advice from a group of women who ain't afraid of no ghosts. That's awesome. Um, we've got another one called Upload from Amazon Prime, which has, um, let's see, Greg Daniels created, uh, creative uh, creator and executive, well, The Office. Greg Daniels. Oh, The Office, yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. And Parks and Rec. He's got another one, which is uh, a futuristic comedy, which they've got that. We've got artist boot camps. Collider's got something going on. Draw Along with Dark Horse. Horizon Zero Dawn comes to comics. Um, how to Build a Girl Squad, IDWGI Joe Snake Eyes with Rob Liefeld is 2 o'clock on Ooh. a Thursday. So if you'd like to have some time, uh, maybe, I don't know if you'll be able to bug him at all, but it's his first look at his take on G.I. Joe characters with Liefeld and um, the executive editor of comicbook.com, Jim Viscardi. You can definitely hang out for that. And mind you, this is just Thursday. Like, there's one on Jesus. music for animation. Oh, it's the guy that did the music for Gargoyles. And Alec Dudek? <gasps> Sorry. I got really loud right there. I love Alan Dudek. I might have some problems. Oh, my gosh. Manderson, did you find something? Because literally, oh, and there's a sci-fi is hosting the roast of Todd McFarlane at 2 o'clock as well. So if you got some complaints. The, a roast hey. of Todd McFarlane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, 12 o'clock, there's another Star Trek thing. (laughs) (laughs) All all the Starfleet ladies, then and now. Nice. Sorry. I did notice uh, Brandon Davis uh, from comicbook.com. He did tweet uh, regarding uh, Marvel. Are we going to talk about Nova or not? Is this happening or not? Go ahead. So he's like asking that question. Someone, he did have kind of a comedic question. comedic line because somebody tweeted to brandon davis black widow should be dropped on disney plus immediately and black and brandon davis's response was if you want to see black widow drop on disney plus jump to one hour and 52 minutes and 50 seconds in avengers endgame that hurts but it's also hilarious in response to that tweet yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so good and terrible. There's well played, also Brandon. A, well played, Brandon Davis. There's also a Marvel HQ going on at four o'clock. So you can this might be good for the younger crusaders. This is destination for all young Marvel fans and their families. Check out everything Marvel HQ has to offer about your favorite superheroes with a comic read-along, an epic Lego battle, and a behind-the-scenes look at the animated series Marvel's Spider-Man Maxim. Maximum Ooh. Venom and grab some paper and crayon because we're going to draw that symbiote baddie together in Marvel Draw. Are we doing that? We're doing this that now? Is, we're doing that? Oh, no. That's are we, not, we, do, got, we, we doing confused. it now? There is stuff for hair. Like, literally, it keeps going, which is one of the great and terrible, terrible, beautiful things <laughs> about <laughs> Comic-Con so as a stuff. whole. There's literally the science of Star Trek, three generations of advice at five o'clock on Thursday. Manderson, put that Manderson? one down too. <laughs> My Thursday is booked now. <laughs> Manderson's going to have an easel, notepad, calculator to make sure the science makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you remember that one episode when you said that the, the thing, when the thing, that the stuff. Can you run that past me again? Because I did the numbers here. 
he's going to take what he learns from that and then go and full it, Tony Stark in the basement, <laughs> start building it. it. <laughs> Get my uh, Miles, we're building a warp core right now. Oh, <laughs> da- what? <laughs> Just grab your screwdriver. We might need it. We're back in hardware mode, boys. <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. I jump forward to Friday. And uh, so far, my favorite thing is 10 a.m. Friday morning, uh, Charlize Theron, Evolution of a Badass. She should be the host of that. Yeah, she should be the main with her latest movies, please. So it's an action hero career retrospective. So, yeah. Who would have thought, like 15 years ago, Academy Award winner Charlize Theron. Fast forward, action hero Charlize Theron. It is it is one of the most amazing gifts. I mean, that that a convention can do for anybody. And I'm so excited for people that aren't able to experience it. One one day we will all be able to experience it in person. One day. I mean, like Manderson had fun at Silicon Valley. Like, no I lie. Did. He had a lot of fun. And and Tom was there with us, which was even better. So it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember how much fun we had at Steve's? Yeah, I had a I had a blasty blast <laughs> watching you guys on the phone. It it's okay, buddy. It's okay. It, I was like, I was at Creep City Con and Stockton Con. That was good. You were, and I was there with you. Remember, <laughs> we interviewed the yes. was he the middleweight champ, or was he? Yeah, he was middleweight. Oh yeah, uh, Daniel Torch and um, Aaron Scott. Daniel, I was, was like a middle, Daniel Torch <laughs> rivalry. It was fantastic. See, and you know, like, this is the great, there's on Saturday, there's going to be a DC at home. So we're going to get Greg, I don't, we've never figure out. Yeah. Um, Cammie Garcia, George Jimenez, Daniel Warren, Johnson, um, Jim Lee, Sean Gordon, Murphy, um, Scott Snyder. And then Greg, and then Greg, I said, almost said Capullo. And then we said Capullo because we can never decide. Capullo, Um, Capullo. Capillo? But there. Capolo. Um, but there is literally so much to just intake. And I'm so excited because one of the things that happens at Comic-Con is not everything is recorded unless it's by somebody else. It's a fan. And now we're going to be able to watch these panels everything. and experience it. Everything. And, and all free. At home. And free. Exactly. So there is, I, I see I've kind of sent Manderson down a rabbit hole. He's so it was excited. A, I'm oh like my. looking for it. So where do I pay the money for this? Yeah, <laughs> where's the Wait, sign up sheet? <laughs> I don't see the money button. Well, if you think about it, this is smart on their part. They're showing you this year for free what happens at Comic-Con. If you want to come see it next year, it's, it's, this, this yeah. is going to be what hooks people to want to come who have never seen it before who want to go see it next year. So smart on their well, part. And, it's very smart. And then the experience of it too, you're getting this one kind of at home where you're going to be able to share, you're going to have mm-hmm. interaction mm-hmm. and you're going to be excited and it's going to build up that slow, that slow build. So Lord knows next year for Comic-Con proper, it's going to be nuts. I'd also like to point oh, out yeah. one of my favorite panels for Saturday is Magic the Gathering panel with one Mark Rosewater. Now, um, <laughs> Mark Rosewater is the head designer for Magic the Gathering. I have met this man in person he is absolutely wonderful i literally like as a like i had started casually playing magic um when i went i believe it was in 2018 i literally walked up to the booth 
um, and asked, like he was standing there. He he does interviews at the booth for Magic the Gathering and they're giving out starter packs and you can be whatever color that you you choose. And so I knew who he was. I'm not going to lie, but I'm a shmarmy person. I was like, so what do you think would be the best deck for a starter person who's playing Magic? And he said um, that each of the decks and the colors are designed um, specifically for gameplay. And it's how you like to play. And so when you start out, you probably want to go with a red deck. And here are the reasons why. And it was so great. And he's so smart. And he's so <laughs> passionate about his, about his game and the accessibility for people to learn and understand it and play it. And I'm really excited. And Corey, Corey, <laughs> if you are listening, you need to be Corey. like, Corey, 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 we've been seeing you putting Corey. up everything on Twitch. Corey, 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 Corey. Um, that's, 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 and he's just, that's he's so wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, I could literally see Manderson still scrolling, which I, I kind of adore this. I, yeah, I got a couple others that stuck out. <laughs> he's he's got he's got his schedule planned out Hold for on. the rest of the week. Let me, let me go back. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Eleven o'clock on Friday. Marvel Comics, the next big thing. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, so got stuff about uh, some X Men stuff. Amazing, Amazing Spider Man, The Return of the Green Goblin. Talking with uh, CB Chabuski. That's it. The editor in chief. Uh, Tom Brevoort, Al Ewing, Dan Slott, a couple other uh, creators on that. Uh, a little bit. There's some uh, Star for you, Star Wars guys. Uh, Eleven o'clock. Also, Star Wars audiobooks. Doctor Afra um, get the inside scoop on some of that kind of stuff, uh, specifically Doctor Afra, uh, which I'm not a. I like Star Wars, but I watch the movies, and uh, my son and I've been watching Star Wars Rebels. Nice. Uh, as well so but i like there's still characters i'm like i know the name because my star wars people friends talk about them <laughs> but i just like i'm still figuring it out um let's see what else we got um there was here it is 12 o'clock on friday the undiscovered art of jack kirby nice yes. so that i mean right there if you like comics that's you should be at that one. That one's gone on my schedule for sure. That's awesome. Um, so I'll be doing that one. Uh, what else? I'd gone for our further. filmmakers, I've got a Saturday one o'clock with Mr. Guillermo del Toro. <gasps> Guillermo and, del Toro. And Scott Cooper that, on Antlers and filmmaking. <laughs> that, hold on. That's funny. It's so good. Gu- Guillermo del Toro. What? And Scott Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I mean, that's what it is. Scott, you're Antlers cool. And Scott, you're a fine guy. Saturday. Your name's great, but it lacks the Guillermo del Toro. I just I just found the panel for anyone. Oh, wait, go for it. Whether you like Star Wars or Star Trek or both, like me, mm-hmm. 2 p.m. on Friday, the psychology of. Star Trek versus Star Wars. Hey! <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, 
I am so excited about this <laughs> because, like I said, I, I'm more Star Trek than Star Wars. Like, if if you were, if you could see me in my office, there's a shelf behind mm-hmm. me that's dedicated mm-hmm. to Star Wars or Star Trek things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I I enjoy the Star Wars movies um, probably more than like the real intense Star Wars fan because I'm not as bought in. But like I like the movies. I'm enjoying the shows with my son. Um, like. I love both, so why, why can't I love both? Type of thing. So, uh, but I I still enjoy the the discussion that I have with my Star Wars friends about like why I like Star Trek better and they like mm-hmm. Star Wars better, um, and it and it comes down to, like a, as Ben says, Star Trek is a sci-fi show that ex- that that's a, a Star Trek, a sci-fi drama, and you explore humanity where. Uh, Star Wars is just like a sci-fi epic, almost like this big epic western in mm-hmm. certain cases. So they're that's, they're that's both sci-fi, that's but they're on. they're both in different genres of sci-fi. So you, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, all that I, I digress. This is also on my schedule because why not? <laughs> it's it doesn't matter what kind of nerd you are. Go from the Jack Kirby, jump right into the Star Wars or Star Trek. Let's do it. Well, I mean that on Saturday days. at. And Saturday at three o'clock. Well, this is literally what we would do if I'm going to a con. I do this. I will sit down and I will plan out my schedule, sit down, decide where I want to be. I have to make the tough choices. And then like three o'clock on Saturday, Bill and Ted face the music. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winters, (laughs) Samara Weaving. uh, Is it Brigitte or Bridget? I never run. Lundy Payne, William Sadler. And this one has the director, the writers, and it's moderated by... Kevin Smith. No. Nice. Which he's like, he's a staple for Comic Con. So, needless oh, to say, I think oh, I'm. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Surviving the Hunger Games Are the Odds Ever in Your Favor, um, which that would actually be kind of cool. Thank you. Sailor Moon, Best and Worst <laughs> Mangas of 2020. The Mind you, I'm only in Saturday. Manderson's still going through Friday. <laughs> Needless to say, yeah. HBO's Lovecraft Country. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. I'm so excited. Did you hear about this, Steve's? What's this? Do you know about HBO HBO's Lovecraft Country? <gasps> Is this the Jordan Peele production? Mm-mm. Okay. So four sorry. o'clock on Saturday from showrunner and executive producer producer Misha Green, the new drama series Lovecraft Country. Follows the thrilling journeys of Atticus Freeman, Jonathan Majors, his friend Leticia, Journey Smollett, and his uncle George, Courtney B. Vance, across 1950s Jim Crow America as they overcome the racist terrors and terrifying monsters ripped from an H.P. Lovecraft novel. That's all. Yes, Um, I was aware of this series. Yes. I'm watching for that one right there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm. I I honestly, I usually do this like as soon as this is okay. So, needless to say, I think we have literally just kind of uber gushed and we're kind of trapped. So, we should probably San Diego Comic Con. There's a lot going on at San Diego Comic Con this year. Yeah, (laughs) and we have um, five o'clock Mexican lucha libre history, tradition, and legacy for Saturday. That's that's for Steve's. Uh, I'm texting Barry. Yep, he's gonna want to see that too. The director and owner of the Mexican Museum of Lucha Libre in Tijuana is going to be a part of it. And oh, 
Rey Mysterio? Oh. What? Six <laughs> That's awesome. Rey Mysterio Sorry. is hosting it? No, he's part of the panel. But he'll be there. Oh, he's part of the panel. Yeah. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. Does Sorry, it, I got really, really excited. <laughs> does it say anything about uh, Robert Rodriguez at all? Um, I think there's he, another one because there's one for WWE that was also doing something else as well, I think on Friday. But again, so if you are interested in finding out about what can hit hit your fandom buttons and you can be at home, <laughs> Comic-Con, hi, uh, comic-con.org. Find your uh, CCI at Home 2020. You can look up your panels. You can build out your schedule like Mr. Manderson is currently doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And definitely blow up social media and show the uh, the support to you, not only your creatives, but the panels that you're going to, because I know we want to know. And oh, yeah. needless to say, yeah, Steve's is now really excited. So this is going to mm -hmm. be problematic. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be sharing this <laughs> yeah. on our social too to keep you guys updated. So <laughs> be looking forward to that. There is literally something for everybody. Like we've talked comics, talked sci-fi. There's stuff for tabletop gaming. Magic the Gathering was mentioned. Uh, there's some kids panels. Uh, IDW's doing a kids panel on Sunday morning. So like there's whatever you're into, there's going to be something for you there. Uh, Ooh, Joe Hill and Zachary Quinto are going to be on AMC's Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah, they're going to be up on that one. So if you want to stare at some Joe Hill. See, like I have problems now. Okay, we really need to cut this. So Comic-con.org, correct? Yes. Yep. Get that. If you heard that, bookmark it on your Chrome, on your Safari, whatever your internet browser you use. And that is going on when? That is going to be July 22nd to July 26th, Comic-Con at home. Mark your calendars for that. That's going to be an amazing time for everyone whatever you love it's going to be there with that said that brings us to a close for this episode of the capeless crusaders we thank you for listening thank you for riding along with us i am the azorian one anthony steves handing it off to once again the warrior maiden i'll try Is to she? be more somber but it's really difficult because alan tudyk and lin-manuel miranda and kevin smith and keanu reeves <laughs> And Image and DC and Marvel and D this is this is Amy and over there still being super as ever. This is Super Manderson, aka Son of Mander. Guys, stay safe out there. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. Shout out to once again, Mister uh, Doctor David Barry, who is probably suffering from intense exhaustion right now we're thinking of you sir you'll get through this we'll see you back here soon <laughs> on behalf of everyone we are the k plus crusaders good night, good night.